all. Happy Friday evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another edition of Paranormal and True Crimes. Hopefully everybody's having a great Friday evening. Let's welcome Penny Van. Hello, Penny Van. Welcome, Tammy Johnson. How's Tammy? Jean Hudson. Welcome, Jean. Dee Crosley. We got Roger. Hello there. I'm open. And Walsus. Hello, Walsus. How's Walsus doing? So we are talking about Bardstown, Kentucky again. And uh, the last case that we covered, we talked about Jason Ellis. Hello, Karen Clayton. Welcome, everybody. So this is uh, perplex. And I will say this. Hey, Judy. Welcome, Judy. This is for entertainment purposes only. All parties are innocent till proven guilty in a court of law. This case is kind of graphic in nature. I don't think that the Netherlands got that much media attention compared to the other ones. Now, you're going to see this case unfold when it comes to possibly related to the Jason Ellis case that we covered last week. So if you do not know about the Netherlands, let me give you some brief background on them. Kathy and Samantha Neverland were brutally murdered and tortured at their Bardstown home in 2014. Their killer was never found. This is from Shay McAllister, WHAS News 11, November 19th, 2019, published at 6.35 p.m. Eastern Time. It starts off at Barstown, mother and daughter who had already gone through so much were attacked and brutally murdered in their own home. And no one knows why, and no one knows who did it. Their cases are still unsolved. It also goes to say that no one had ever heard about anything, about a bad thing about Kathy and Samantha Neverland. The two police said they were beloved those who knew them. So Kathy was an elementary school teacher in Bardstown, and Samantha was a typical teen. Now, before I go any further, let me bring up a picture and disclose this picture. So... All right, let me go back to my screen. All right. So, hey, Kimmy Corpse, welcome. Now, I'm going to lay off the comments for a second while I read this news article. So, I'll give you all some back, back history on this uh, family here. During the course of the investigation, the police says they, uh, now there's some things I'm going to leave out, okay, because it's kind of graphic. Kathy was an elementary school teacher in Barstown. Samantha was a typical teen, and, get, and she was getting ready for prom. 
and she was stressing over her schoolwork. Their family was like any other, doing their best to stay positive, even after recently losing their family patriarch to cancer. During the course of our investigation, we have seen that they are just outstanding citizens. Scotty Sharp with the Kentucky State Police said, you know, a student and a teacher just like your neighbors. These two reputations made it all the stranger when Kathy did not show up for work one April morning. When police went to check on the teacher, they were shocked at what they saw. Kathy and Samantha, two people described that all is good, was brutally murdered in their own home. It was absolutely a gruesome scene, Sharp said. Samantha, a young teenager, had been stabbed. I'm going to leave out the details. Her mother, Kathy, has both been stabbed and bullet wounds. I'm going to leave out the details. And they've both been beaten and killed. The details of their deaths were dark, despite police finding no reason connecting them to any bad people or situations. There were few clues, but surveillance footage did catch a black car near the home that night. The Kentucky State Police said whoever was in that car was in that house during this time that the crime was committed, Jerry Thompson said. Police were never able to find that car or a suspect in their case. Now, people in a small town speculated that two may have been connected to Jason Ellis or that a family member may have killed them. Police said Samantha's older sister, Holly, has worked with investigators to try to find answers. The Kentucky State Police said, Sharp, everybody right now is a suspect to a certain extent. But I can say that the older daughter has been cooperative throughout the investigation and has talked to us and spoken to us and keep in touch with us at all times. No connections or rumors were enough for anybody to be arrested. She also further states, I miss them more than anybody in this world. Holly Netherland said, no one realizes just how much I wish I could trade places with them. Locals said the story of the Netherlands death shook the town. How could such sweet, innocent people so viciously be attacked and brutally killed? Like the Jason Ellis murder that floored the community because they weren't, and it says they weren't, again, bad people. They weren't. Local blogger Richard Caldwell said there was nothing about the public person's to suggest that and the fact that they died so gruesomely that the kind of things that happened right here shocked a lot of people just seven months after their deaths the Neverland's homes was sold in an auction for only nearly $41,000 a new playground was also dedicated to Kathy the next year People continued to push on, but the murders would not be the last to disturb Bardstown. The Ballard family faced two tra tragedies with the two years, the disappearance of Crystal Rogers. Remember that name, ladies and gentlemen. And the murder of her father, Tommy Ballard. Remember that name. 
Just over a year later, WHS 11 will spotlight their family stories next on Bardstown. And when I bring up these names, I want you to remember them because these cases may be tied together. Now, if you want to read the gruesome and grotesque details on what happened, then you can Google the names. Out of respect of the friends, family members of the deceased, I will not publicly announce what was done. My heart goes out to them and the community of the small town. And hopefully that Bob and I in this show with other people involved can bring some kind of light to not only this family, but the other families that have been touched or affected somehow in that community in Bardstown, Kentucky. Exhibit B. Let me make sure I have my audio set. Here we go. And action. First off, we want to thank everybody for being here today. Uh, we appreciate the media, whether it be local or, or national or uh, from Louisville or Lexington or wherever you came from for coming out. Uh, you have been a great partner for us, and uh, we appreciate you all being the carrier of information that we need a lot of times during our investigations that we have up here. So from the Kentucky State Police and also from the Netherland family and their extended family, we want to say thank you you guys for your interest and, uh, and your cooperation on this case. Uh, obviously, we're all here today. Uh, because Mrs. Stacy Hibbert is going to release a statement uh, from the Netherland family and, and their extended family. Uh, sh she wants to cover a few things that she would like known about her sister and her niece and uh, also make a, a plea maybe to some people in the community. So without further ado, I'm going to introduce Mrs. Stacy Hibbert to, to the media. Thank you. The nightmare began on April 22nd around 10 in the morning when I received a phone call. The only thing that I could understand was that my sister Kathy and my niece Samantha were dead. At first it was unthinkable. My mind refused to believe it. There was no way Kathy and Samantha were gone. Then as reality set in, I begged God to make it untrue. How could they be gone when less than a year earlier, they had buried Bob, Kathy's husband of 25 years, and father to Samantha and her older sister, Holly. There had been four in their family before Bob died from colon cancer. When he died in July 2013, I watched my sister in complete awe at her strength and dignity through the toughest of times putting her own grief aside to be there for her two darling daughters. Now the family has been cut down to one, Holly, safely away at college, but still blissfully unaware that she has just become an orphan. I have done nothing harder in my life than tell Holly that her mother and sister were dead. In those horrible moments as I drove to Kathy's house, 
I tried imagining what kind of accident could have taken both of them. Nothing made sense. And nothing could prepare me for what I saw as I arrived at Kathy's house, a mass of police cars, and what seemed like a million blue lights. It took only seconds for me to learn there was no tragic accident and my sister and niece had not died peacefully in their sleep. No, they had been murdered, attacked and killed violently the evening before in broad daylight in the one place that they should have felt safe. Only a few days earlier, Kathy had sent me a text. It read, what does your schedule look like for Saturday, April 26th? Samantha is going to the prom. Kathy wanted me to help Samantha get ready for her big night. I enthusiastically agreed and wrote back, I'm so excited for her. She's really having a great year and certainly deserves it. Kathy wrote back, she told me the other night that this has been the best school year she ever had. Three days later, Kathy texted me again. This time there was a picture. It was Samantha in her prom dress, the one that she had picked out. This picture represents the last time that I saw Samantha alive. Kathy's text was the last time I talked to her. Two days after Kathy and Samantha picked out her prom dress, they were dead. So on Thursday and Friday, instead of working on Samantha's hair and makeup, our family was picking out caskets for her and her mother. We were deciding when to have their funerals. Saturday made the most sense, but that was prom night. It was impossible to comprehend burying Kathy and Samantha on what should have been such a happy night. Exhibit B. What a horrible case. It's, it's very sad. Let me uh, share my audio here. Let's see here. A special prosecutor is looking into three murders in Nelson County, but one family was left out of the new effort. Kathy Netherland and her daughter were killed in 2014. Their family is upset. A special prosecutor is not also looking into this case, which has been cold for nine years. WOKY's Mark Vanderhoff joins us now to explain. Mark? Yeah, that's right. Sarah Harden reached out to us after a new development in the murder cases of Jason Ellis, Crystal Rogers, and Remember Tommy Ballard. Right Those here. three have a new special prosecutor, which has Harden asking, why don't her family members have one? I was sitting at home. And my dad called me and said, are you watching the news right now? The Monday after Easter 2014, Kathy Netherland and her daughter Samantha were brutally murdered in their Bargetown home. They didn't do anything to harm anybody. They were good people. And my family misses them every day. Their murders have gone unsolved, like others in Nelson County. Bargetown police officer Jason Ellis in 2013 mother of five, Crystal Rogers, in 2015, and one year later, Rogers' father, Tommy Ballard. 
Sarah Hardin says she was curious when she heard Attorney General Daniel Cameron appointed a new special prosecutor in the cases of Ellis, Rogers, and Ballard. At first, I was happy before I read the article because I thought, oh, great, we're going to get somewhere. And then I read it, and me personally, I took it as a spit in the face because it's like, why exclude my family? Are we not important? In a previous statement, Cameron's office called the appointment a minor alteration in a multi-agency investigation. But to Harden, it's just another example of how her family's case has received less attention than others. That's why I'm here, because if nobody says anything, they'll be forgotten. And I made a deathbed promise to my dad that that wouldn't happen. Harden says her father, Mike Harden, was close to his cousin, Kathy Netherland. I've never seen him cry as hard as, as when he told me about Kathy and Smith. My dad, uh, <laughs> my dad loved her dearly. The only lead investigators have made public in the case is footage of this black Impala captured speeding away from the Netherlands home on U.S. Highway 150. There's got to be somebody that knows something somewhere. Now, we reached out to the attorney general's office via email and phone to clarify some things about the appointment. We didn't receive any response. Mark Vanderoff, WLKY News. Now, is actually running for governor right now on the ballot as a Republican for the Commonwealth of Kentucky, which I reside in that state, ladies and gentlemen. Don't forget, I used to reside in Lexington. So, Exhibit C, pay attention to this video. I'll make sure I go back and hit the audio, please. And action here. Most beautiful small town in America, but it also is becoming known for something else. A string of unsolved cases. Crystal Rogers' name, probably the most well-known. But there are others equally as tragic. Here's what we know about those cases. The first case now almost 10 years old. May 2013, Bardstown police officer Jason Ellis was ambushed on his way home from work. The killer strategically placing debris right in his path. Ellis died on the exit of the Bluegrass Parkway, never making it home to his wife or his two little boys. It was in the middle of the night and they knocked on the door. And just, yeah, it was like an out of body experience. I mean, your worst nightmare coming true. Early on, investigators worked day and night to find out what happened, but no lead ever led to Ellis's killer. He was greatly loved, he'll be greatly missed. One year later, another brutal murder, this time a school teacher and her high school daughter. Kathy and Samantha Netherland were home April of 2014. Samantha had just picked out her prom dress when police say someone entered their home, tied them up, tortured them, and then left them for dead in the middle of a graphic crime scene. And I want to know why. Why would somebody go and attack my sister? Why would somebody shoot my mother? The next case came in 2015 when Crystal Rogers disappeared and her father, Tommy Ballard, led the search efforts no to find longer her. alive. I'm kind of murdered. I don't want to believe it. Murdered. Remember him? He got murdered while he was hunting. 
I feel like she's not here. He spent every minute searching for his daughter, collecting evidence, pushing police to work harder. And then he was stopped, shot and killed while hunting with his grandson, November of 2016. And I ran over and knelt down to Tommy, and I shook him. And I just begged him to get up. Sherry Ballard, his widow, steadfast. His death was no accident. And still, almost six years later, there have been no arrests. And if you have any information about any of these cases, you can report it to the FBI on the Crystal Rogers Task Force page. The agency has made it clear while they are only the lead on Crystal Rogers case, they are collecting tips following leads on all of these cases. They also said they believe it is unusual to have five high profile unsolved cases in one small community like Nelson County. They say it is realistic to believe that solving one of these cases could lead to solving the rest. And we do have more news to share with you today. It's exciting news from the podcast world. Today, we did launch a new season of the Bardstown podcast. It is called Beyond Bardstown Unsolved. And I do want to give you a little sneak peek. But officers say Savannah Crawford's case fell. Okay. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I don't think for my research, there has been another murder in that town since then. So are all these cases related? Science Bob, what do you think? What's your way in? Uh, it feels like people were taken out of the way because someone thought they knew something. This is kind of what makes sense to me, but you know what? We need more evidence. And hopefully our, uh, these unbelievable psychics we have working with us can help. Because I'm telling you what, Grizzly, I don't know how that town survives this kind of stuff. It's It's got to be rough because it's a small town. Well, I can tell you this much. Everybody that is going to work on this case after the show is going to be in for a surprise, ladies and gentlemen. Because I never asked them to do more than one person at a time. I'm going to submit the mother and daughter at the same time. And see yeah, what happens. That makes sense. That makes sense. That makes sense. Because, I mean, it's, it's connected. They're, they were, they, they left at the same time. So, but if you wanted to look in further into the case, you could see that the media coverage is not there like the other cases so anything that we can do to try to help in any way for the neverlands family friends and community then i think we owe it to them to try so walter says was the ultimate finding the hunting homicide yes the father was getting close to his daughter's murderer and he was shot and killed in cold blood hunting with his grandson the one on the news clip waltzes that's what i'm saying and that must and have been a long it must have been a long rifle if the grandson didn't see him so uh cassie the ellis show you did recently was amazing thank you we, we really try 
but I don't know how the psychics are going to react to doing two people. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you do not know how these people work, they feel the trauma. So I do not know how the turnout's going to be. I don't know how they're going to be able to respond. Some of them may, I, I just don't know how it's going to work. I don't, I never done two people at once. It may be too overwhelming for some people. So I don't know. I don't know. How, you, have, you, have, you, have, you have more than one that's a physical medium. So it, they're going to feel it. But this is, it's a horrible case and there's really not too much more to cover because there's, unless you want the graphic details, there's nothing. And it's just horrible how they were just tortured and that's how, how you can just say it and wrap it up. But if these cases are related somehow, we seen the video of the car that allegedly think that it's involved driving off. So if somebody's watching this video or replaying this video tonight, next week, next month, and it rings a bell, make that phone call, submit a tip. You know? Let me, let me ask you this. Yes, if, sir. If, if you knew, if, if you were aware of all these cases and you had an idea who the car belonged to, my guess is you'd think twice about turning it in. Whoever's you know, doing this is brutal. They have no, they have no empathy or compassion at all. These people, this person is a sociopath, and I, I understand why somebody would be afraid. I don't know. It's just it's it's sad to see uh, so many people affected. Yeah, it's awful. This is awful. I, I hope we I hope we help Bardstown clear this up. Because it's a stain on their soul. You know it is. Yeah, it really is. But uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I'm going to go ahead and submit the photographs to the panel. And next week, we'll have everybody that's willing to participate uh, to come on and, and to see uh, the results uh, due to the nature of the torture uh, a lot of details that they will uh, probably put out will probably be screened and not very detailed. Uh, I don't want to put anybody through any trauma. So we'll kind of like uh, just be cautious on how we describe things. Because sometimes these people with abilities uh, relive things and it just comes out. But I just want to be very cautious to to the audio and video people listening to the show. It, it's, 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 it's gruesome and it's just, it's heart heartbreaking. And it really is. It's very sad, but from coast to coast, ladies and gentlemen around the world, we'll catch you on the next show tonight at 9 PM Eastern. Y'all have a good night. Take care. God bless. Thank you. Science Bob. Ha, ha, ha.